What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's Pardon the Disruption. I am your host, Matthew Potter. And if our pregame is a, a, alludes to what the show is going to be today, y'all are in for a treat. Uh, I am your short sale guy, hedge fund connection, and co-founder of The Family Tree over at Real Broker. If I can help you grow your business, reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. For everybody that is new, thank you for tuning in and, uh, you know, giving us a whirl on a Thursday and for showing up on time. Thank you, Daylight Savings. We appreciate you. How we do things around here, we have four esteemed panelists. They get 45 seconds to answer one of five pre-selected questions, then two minutes to chop it up. Points will be awarded on favoritism. It's just the way that it's going to be. I'm sorry, guys. Um, and then ultimately, we have a sixth question that comes from our audience. So go ahead and jump into our YouTube chat on at Pardon the Disruption. Make sure that you are subscribed so you can go ahead and drop your uh, question there. And we will go ahead and get it answered. We're going to start out with uh, intros today. Uh, starting out, Fresno State's most famous alum, we have Stratton Brown. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, guys. My name is Stratton Brown. AKA Strat Daddy. I own a company called Virtual Help. We buy storage <laughs> facilities and we do wholesale a little bit here and there. And my goal today is to see if I can plug my companies more than Robert Wensley did last week. <laughs> I think I got like I got a serious push, but I think I'm gonna hit it. Watch. I will plug my companies if you want to invest with us. If you need VAs, if you want to send me deals, you will know you can come to Strat Daddy. <laughs> wow. I told you, you guys are in for a treat today. All right, next up, we have Mr. Disruptor himself, Steve Wu-Trang. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I feel bad that Robert's not here to defend himself, but I guess it's, just, it's his fault. It goes to show, you got to show up when you're when, when people reach out to you. So Steve Trent, Real Estate Disruptors, um, I'm working with a couple of guys uh, down in Carolina that have got something interesting we alluded to uh, last week. They're, we're going to be doing a big push on Black Friday, so you'll want to make sure you pay attention. We're going to talk about it, promote it. Black Friday, I think it's going to change the game. And then, yeah, we're going to have to have to figure out this show how to promote ourselves more. So thank you, Stratton, for the, for the motivation. AKA Mr. Pfizer. Sorry, you forgot <laughs> to throw that in there. But Steve Trang is Mr. Pfizer. Absolutely. Don't, for, don't forget your, uh, your affiliate code, Pfizer. He Next is on up. his sixth booster. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the... Smartest man in the in the room, uh, regardless of the room that he is in. We have Leon. Do not forget the G Barnes. Go ahead and introduce yourself, boss. Man, what a way to welcome me back. The smartest guy in the room. Matt, thank you. I don't know how much I owe you, but just tell me. The G today stands for OG. Apparently, to uh, looking at this group today, a lot of new faces, excited to Mix it up with Raphael and Strat Daddy over there, who's going to be promoting everything. So we'll make sure we keep account of that for him. Director of membership for the Collective Genius. And uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I am excited to chop it up with you guys. We are excited to have you back. It is always good to have intelligent banter on the show. Last, certainly not least, with his PTD premier, we have Rafael Cortez, a budding wholesaler here in Phoenix, Arizona. Go ahead and say hi to the people. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Bam. What's up? Thank you for the invite. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a real estate wholesaler here in town. I'm also a real estate coach. I'm going to try to plug in my businesses as much as, as, as Strat Daddy, <laughs> maybe one more. Uh, so I'll do that as I go along. Uh, I'm also an organizational psychologist. So I do a lot of business and, and uh, systems and processes uh, development. So uh, between that, I mean, we're doing a lot of buy and hold. We're doing um, a couple of different markets. We're in Tampa, uh, Texas, Vegas, and, and I mean, the company's growing. So, so yeah, pretty excited to be here. Let's get it. Quite possibly the sexiest man in Phoenix. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Apparently, Stratton is not aware that I reside in Phoenix as well. So minus one point for Stratton there. Sorry. It is what it, it is. He does have the beard. He does have the beard. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and start it off with question number one. Would you rather be given $1 million or have 10 carries in an NFL game to gain five yards for $10 million? Start us off, Strat. First off, I will say you guys should all take the million dollars. That is just my <laughs> professional opinion. Everyone here should take the million dollars. But I would rather, if I can choose my <laughs> offensive line, if I have the Eagles offensive line and I can train for six months, 
I'm taking the bet for the ten million dollars. One hundred percent. I'm doing it. I, I'm twenty eight. I've recovered from when Steve broke my ankle in January. I'm feeling good. You know, I've been hooping a lot. I've been training a lot. I think I can get five yards. I got the and if I can go against the Bears defense, I for sure got ten in me. But yeah. I thought you were like forty, bro. <laughs> There we go. And it begins. Um, all right. All right. I did. I'll be real. I didn't know you're 28 either. That's fantastic. So it's nice that you already have ankle issues before 30. That's just get oh, it out of the fantastic way. Fantastic that I have just a trash body before I'm even 30, bro. That, that's the way to do it, man. It's all it's only uphill from here. All right, Steve. What about you? What are your thoughts? So I do agree. Stratton is the most qualified person to speak on this. However, I would also like to point out that um, Stratton broke his ankle playing basketball with a bunch of Mormons on a Wednesday morning. Right? <laughs> so um, he didn't. He was he he had to get carried out of the gym. What is basketball. my explosiveness like, Steve? You've seen my explosiveness. I still have it. So here's the thing: between <laughs> a apparently it's ankle busting. A million dollars up front, or ten carries in an NFL game uh, to gain five yards for ten million dollars. I picked the latter, right? I'm gonna bet on myself. Now, here's the thing, though. I want to pick the offensive line that Emmett Smith had, right? Though that Cowboys offensive okay. line, he wasn't getting touched for the first three and a half yards. Now, I readily accept I might not make more than one carry, so I had to give it all <laughs> on that one carry, right? But like Stratton, if I can, if I can uh, 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 practice, get in shape, get conditioned, maybe. Builds additional, I don't know, calluses for my shoulders, whatever. I think if I can have the Cowboys offensive line in the late 90s, I'm feeling I'm feeling hopeful. All right, all right. I I, I, I agree with that. And I, I also love the fact that Stratton, you know, there's more to the story about, you know, the crossover conversion of how he <laughs> lost the the ankle there. I love that. That's awesome. All right. Next up. Leon, Lower back which, next. which which route are we going here? So glad that two weeks I was away. These questions that just continue to get smarter and smarter. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I guess if I had to choose, I am taking uh, the route of being a running back, trying to get those five yards. And I don't want a caveat of the Cowboys line. I don't need it. This is like putting a dog behind me and asking me to run a 100-yard dash. I'm going to run a, a 10 flat if you put a, a barking dog behind me. So you put $10 million in front of me. I'm going to find a way in 10 carries to get five yards. In fact, I, you put 50 yards in front of me. I'm going to find a way to get that money. And then, and then rather than just taking a million dollars and that's it, I'm going to take – that that uh, that money and I'm going to springboard it into something else because now I'm famous. This guy came off the street and ran for 50 <laughs> yards on one carry. Now I can take that money and turn it into something else. So I'm all day. Give me the yardage for sure. It's like the Give guy back in offensive the, line. It's like the guy back in the '90s that uh, hit the three quarter. Uh, <clears throat> what was it? Shot at the Bulls game for a million dollars. That's Leon right there. All day. I'm, I'm Usain Bolt. You put a German Shepherd behind me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Raphael, what are you doing? Which way are you going? Um, you uh, you all sound really, really sexy, but everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, especially with the <laughs> linebackers. So so uh, I would stick with the stuff that I understand. I take the mill and deploy that. I don't know a lot about football. Uh, I know I could probably run. I couldn't run through a, a um, defensive line. So, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna be the boring answer on this one, and I'd I'd, uh, I'd probably go for the mill because uh, I'm pretty sure I know how to flip that and turn it into 10, 15, 20 going forward. So smart answer. There we so, go. <laughs> I was I, I, if there's anyone I would bet against, it'd be Leon, right? And, and here's why: <laughs> there's no running backs larger, taller than six feet. It's just how tall is Leon? Just, how tall is Leon? I'm six four, but Derek oh, Henry. Jesus, Leon, you look pretty thin too, man. That's I'm Derek Henry, man, without <laughs> without the muscle. <laughs> You're dead. You're dead. So look, uh, I listen. I didn't want to say anything, but but I gotta. I mean, I'm with Stratton Steve on this one. 
Yeah, so I played. So I had a chance to play in a basketball <laughs> league with Terrell Suggs, right? Because uh, Terrell is a, is a guy that came up in, in in Phoenix, and I still remember in in our league game, I boxed him out, right? I was like, ball goes up, we're playing zone, find a body, put your butt on him, right? I box him out, and he gave me this little swim move. It wasn't violent. It was just a tap, and I flew four feet. So these guys <laughs> are superhuman. I get that. I just need one chance, right, with the Cowboys offensive line. One chance. Just one, one chance. chance? One moment. Do, one it's like I was going to say, are we – are, are we are we gonna go full eight mile here? Because I, I I feel like that's like Steve's like mantra right now. Ooh, <laughs> hate when that happens. All right, on this round, just because it was absolutely hilarious, the brutality of his answer. Point goes to Mister Two Weeks, Leon G Barnes on this one. Congratulations, boss. I'll take uh, it. We look we look forward to the fifty yard dash provided by our six four. Running back over 120 there. pound, six four, fifty year old man. Dude, the the, the, imi- the image is amazing. Like, let's just get it in our head. The image is amazing. We love it. So, He's so this is on the apparently his ankle still work. Next time, we do, next time we do this show live, I'm showing up in a football uniform. How about let's that? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we will do 50 yard dashes in the parking lot. <laughs> All right, question number two. Recently, Rockstar Games has announced that next month they are revealing their next Grand Theft Auto installment, GTA 6, almost 10 years since their last game. Like GTA 6, what is the longest amount of time it is taking you to close a transaction? Oh, this should be fun. All right, start us off, Leon. So this is actually timely for me. It's um, we just closed the transaction that we started working on four years ago. Um, and I also I've been in this seat with CG for five years. I've had my business started buying rentals 10 years ago. And uh, I talked to somebody in 2015. So almost uh, no 2018, excuse me. So it's almost been five years uh, since we you know started with uh, talking to an investor and bringing them into our community. So ironically, in the last couple of weeks, I've been talking to uh, sellers, uh, getting through very hairy probate, multiple error situations. And I've heard stories from people in our community that have been 10, 15 years in some cases, but for me, just under five years on bringing a member into this group, as well as uh, closing a deal with a seller four and a half years from the date that we put it under contract man those are rookie numbers bro we got to pump those up we got to get decades in there come on now you gotta you gotta put serious work in there leon i'm not as old as steve man i'm only in my 40. (laughs) (laughs) all right next up rafael what about you man uh, it's not going to be in the years even. I think the longest deal that we've actually been under contract and transacted uh, through it, probate, you know, issues again, you know, same scenario. Uh, it's about eight, nine months. So, so it's, I mean, the, the, when it comes to follow up, I mean, that's years, years in the making, right? Once the lead comes in and, mm-hmm. and we followed up, you know, with people and closed them after four years and whatnot. But once the contract is in play, I mean, it's taken us about, I think, eight, nine months on a probate deal that took us a while to close. So, so yeah, it's, it's not as radical as Leon's. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Leon's over here in long term <laughs> relationships with his leads. So, oh, yeah. That's nice. Like, Birthday cakes and everything. Delegation, my friend. Delegation. He's like, happy anniversary. It's been two years. You ready yet? (laughs) It's our our silver wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. All right, Stratton, what about you? Uh, How how long is it taking you on your longest transaction? Nine months. But, I mean, Leon is older than I am. And I think it's been in the business longer than I've been alive. Same with Steve. Same with Fortnite. So, I mean, it's not, it's not quite fair to compare that shit. I mean, but mine was nine months. And the reason it took so long is because I, my dumbass was like, hey, we will help you find a house to move into. And so we were under contract this entire time, taking them to open houses, helped them move out, everything else. And it took nine months to find them a place to go to. And that's the only reason it went that long. We haven't had any super long probates like that. Though. Wait, you mean you were trying to find the uh, or, or find the seller's problem and help him with it? I was trying on? to like actually do my job, you know. Yeah. Like I was like, 
trying to actually do my job and it took nine don't months. stroke his ego his ego's big enough yeah that, that was sarcasm strat that was sarcasm <laughs> <laughs> i think i need like a sarcasm uh meter mine isn't very long <laughs> all right steve what about you uh long longest transaction to close uh, somewhere between probably a year and a half and two years. And if things go the way I think they're going to go, we're probably gonna have a lot more of those transactions. Uh, so when we were doing short sales, when I was a short sale king years ago, mm. uh, I mean, I had a secret <laughs> weapon, Matthew Potter behind to negotiate the short sales, but on the front facing, I was the short sale king. Um, we were, we were doing a bunch a year and a half was not out of the question on a short sale. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next two to three years, we have a few more transactions that are going to take a year and a half to two years because they're upside down. That's fair. I'm, I'm not mad at that. So this is yeah. something really good for the audience to hear. Uh, no matter where you are in your business, uh, this is something that, to Steve's point, uh, it's you're going to see more of it. And what I've learned in my decades of decades, as Stratton is apparently <laughs> telling me that I've been in this business, uh, Only 28 years. Yeah. <laughs> that I've learned that most people don't like this. They just don't have the patience to drip campaign, to stay in contact mm. with individuals. Once it's, you know, there's Medicare, Medicaid, or multiple errors, one in jail, and, you know, those type of hairy type of deals no one wants to touch. And why that, yes, if you have the patience, the follow-up is in the gold. Uh, there's a reason that's the same. And what I've found is that there's only a few people. Steve, uh, Steve knows this. We have over 350 members within the Collective Genius. I really know of one person that specializes in hairy title issue deals that sometimes takes years and years. One! And, he's, and his nickname is crazy, right? <laughs> they call him the crazy people, right? <laughs> but, but, but he is somebody's a go-to <clears throat> and, you know, typically his deals, he makes, you know, six figures on a lot of his deals because no one else has the patience to touch those. So if you want to find a niche <clears throat> to grow, you continue to grow your business um, and build relationships and get good at follow-up, you know, you, there's, there's a niche here that no one really wants to touch. Real quick. I forgot to let you guys know, I own a company called Virtual Help. <laughs> and we offer leads managers that'll handle all of that follow-up for anybody who's in the space. So like all of our clients who are the best, they stick on their follow-up with our leads managers. It's awesome. And then if you are interested in investing in real estate with us, just let me know. We're buying real estate all the time. So I just you have should, to you know your service to RJ Bates. He loves leads managers. We can also systemize that strat through uh, CEO Pulse and, and, and everything that we do. <laughs> oh, it's very true. I don't remember them paying the sponsorship fee. Do you? Do you? Uh, did we collect a sponsorship fee? For this I, I didn't see that one come through. I, I'm just gonna be on. I, like I didn't see that as one of the uh, sponsors today. I, I must have missed that memo. I'm at We're two. gonna get kicked out of the, the broadcast to watch. This is another thing that, and uh, to your point earlier, Steve, when you were saying, um, you know, something that, uh, or someone said, I, I, I've been following up with this. I, I didn't do one follow up. You know, this is where you incentivize acquisitionists to continue on your team, whether virtual or in person. To Stratton's point, is this is something that usually acquisitions people, salespeople in general. Will double down on the things that they make the most um, commission from, right? So if you incentivize them, if a if a lead's gone cold over a certain amount of time, and they can bring that in, uh, this is another good way to make sure that those leads are getting followed up on because they will, if if especially if a salesperson knows they're going to get incentivized for bringing that in. Good point. Very good point. As always, Leon is able to to articulate what I think everybody else on the panel is trying to say. That being said, um, you know, I, I went ahead and threw my hat in the ring in the uh, YouTube chat there. 47 months, short sale in Florida. Offer number 33 is the one that closed. Proud of that. Um, that being said, going to go with, um, you know, not necessarily the short sale king over there. Maybe short sale like Prince. I don't know. Oh, we'll go with that. Going a different way. Oh, hey, no, we ain't, we ain't going to do that. <laughs> Anyways, points to Steve on that one. Um, I, I think that we can all agree we're probably going to see a little bit more um, 
longer transaction times in the current marketplace. Let's just be honest. Between probates and shorts and things like that, mm -hmm. it's going to happen. All right. Question number three. In the upcoming weeks, fast food chains in California will raise their menu items due to the state's minimum wage increase. What in real estate affects the prices of homes the most? Start us off, Steve. First of all, I want to say I am offended that because costs go up, that these corporations are raising prices. It's ridiculous that they would ever think about these things. Um, but after that, I would say probably interest rates. Um, we know that people don't buy based off of pricing. They buy, they buy based off what they can afford, right? Whether it's car payments. There's a reason why car sales is all about payments, right? So with a house, you buy what you can afford, and what you can afford is most impacted by interest rates. So I, I think, you know, uh, inflation uh, makes a difference in all this and that, but the most directly proportional, I think, is interest rates. There you go. All right. Yeah, we can see it in the current market. All right. What about you, Leon? I think interest rates affects the affordability of said house, but I think inventory is the biggest issue when it comes to price uh, continuing to increase. At least that's what we've, we, we saw over the last four years prior to the, the interest rate hikes last spring. So, you know, we have seen inventory across the United States continue to be low, which has driven up prices and interest rates were low. No one cared about the price of the home. They only cared about their monthly because they had a 3% loan. They could afford a million dollar house when they should only probably be buying a half a million dollar house, what have you, depending upon the market. So for me, first and foremost, it's inventory. In a close second is location. Uh, I can tell you living in Tampa, a house on the water costs a little bit more than a house that's not. So inventory with a close second on location. All right. All right. Sp spoken like a real estate professional that's been in the game for at least as long as Stratton's been alive. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Raphael. What about you, man? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna add a little bit on, on what Leon said, but I think it's supply and demand, right? So inventory is one thing, but if it's not moving – um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna impacts, uh, you know, some of that. And again, like supply and demand will create a, a, a feeling of scarcity if there's a lot of demand and the supply starts to diminish. So at that point, I mean, I've seen it, we've all seen it in the past where people just kind of plow through, through Hey, listen, you know, there's no inventory, there's no, you know, but there's, there's demand on stuff. I don't care. I'm going to buy, buy, I'm going to date the rate right now and then maybe refinance it. Oh. Uh, and you know, marry the you know, the, the date later, it's the general thinking though. And, uh, and I These think realtors that have disgusting terms. Listen, terms. you didn't ask me rate. about a strategy here. You, you asked me about what impact. Going, like, just give me your money. Just, I just need money. Just give me money. Let the man finish. Yeah. But point. I think strat daddy. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, it also creates uh, you know, a perception of value. I mean, location and all that, you know, matters. Uh, and it starts, you know, if you have high interest rates in areas that are, you know, where the demand is high, the supply is low, you're still going to have the, you know, the, the mobility of the market. So I think that's, that's the key right there. All right. All right. I, I mean, I don't know. You said my least favorite <laughs> buzzwords of marry the rate and date the, I don't know, whatever no, it back, is. Backwards, Can't do it. Backwards. Can't do it. Exactly. Cause it's literally backwards. It's that terrible. <laughs> marry right. the property, date the rate. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Stratton, what about you, man? COVID controls all real estate prices, as we saw. That was my original answer. Mr. Pfizer will agree. But then I'm really going with supply and demand, right? And you can take this back. I think San Francisco retail and office space is selling at $150 a square foot. And two years ago or three years ago, it was at $650 a square foot. Right. And that is 100 percent supply and demand. No one wants to be over there anymore. It's not safe anymore. And to give another example, me and my partner, Kyle, are we're looking at a 91 unit portfolio in Susanville, California. This dude got in trouble for exchanging sexual favors for rent. No lie. And I was like, sir, who else wants to buy 91 units in this meth town with only a prison to employ people? <laughs> me. I am your only buyer. So that was the supply and demand of it all. But I think supply and demand is really a massive part of it besides Mr. Pfizer's hands in the background just controlling everything. When did bartering become illegal? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Stratton, 
Strat, if I want to invest in, in that deal, uh, where would I click? So if you do want to invest in that deal, my cell phone number is 801-860-8032. We have a minimum of an 8% pref. And we were buying this thing for $4.5 We think it's worth eleven. So you're going to make a great return on your money. Be secured by a great asset. It'll be awesome. Man, I hope really everything is, is fully disclosed at the SEC. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what is our SEC? I, of all disclaimer. things to get our show canceled, it was when Stratton was pitching as fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Brad, you like, you know, man. talking about the, the water, Brad, right? I had a chance. I think Steve. Uh, he, I had a chance to go uh, go uh, visit <laughs> Leon's, Leon's home. And um, when I was looking at the, when I was driving up to Leon's home, I was like, man, like these houses look really great. Like Leon's living in a really, really nice part of town. Babe, why don't you pull up and see what, what what these houses are going for? And I realized it was entirely unaffordable. So good, good for you, Leon. You're whatever you're doing over there is it's going really good. Well, the, their secrets. Uh, not every house uh, is purchased. <laughs> not every house uh, is what it says it is. Uh, but yes, there's there's definitely. To Stratton's point of supply and demand, it's what I was talking about with inventory. But I think Stratton, I think you missed one thing on that that uh, San Francisco example. Uh, so that is a supply and demand. But I think you're missing the fecal matter that's on the roads of San Francisco <laughs> down in that particular area that's costing you $500 a square foot. I think it's beyond. It might be a fecal effect uh, more so than a supply and demand. <laughs> yeah. So while I agree that I, I mean I, I think you guys are, are are absolutely right, supply and demand makes a big difference. But we see a lot um, with the uh, with interest rates. Like if you look at the when we have a person get qualified with a mortgage company, it's all about what can I afford, and that's the only thing they care about, right? They bought, they want to buy the best house that they can afford based off payments. So ideally, yeah, everyone would love to live in the water. Everyone would love to live in the best part of town. But really what what dictates what they can buy is really the three things is how much they make, how much debt they debt service do they have, and what's the interest rate. And that's the only yeah, thing that affects the pricing for them. And COVID Yeah, but they with all this <laughs> stimulation, with all the stimmy money, caused interest rates to go down, which is what caused all the housing prices to go up. But the reason your answer sucks, Steve, is uh, <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> You're answering the, the wrong question. The question is how you know it is our houses affect the pri the price of the home affected. That's the question, not what someone can mm -hmm. afford. So it's so affected it. by demand of homes with inventory being low, with inventory high, costs go down. Right? Who said that's that affecting first? the price of the house? <laughs> All I want to see now is is Leon and Pads. And Ray Lewis on the other side. <laughs> There's one other thing that goes into the prices of real estate, and it's the inflation of the agents. I got to throw that one in there. No, you don't. No, we're not beating that dead horse. We're done with it. Like, nah, I'm out, bro. That ain't it. That ain't it. You want to know? You want to know what actually impacts it? It's these. It's these fixing flippers that are putting together all these white shaker cabinet properties and putting them back on the market and they want top dollar that's what's ask, affecting it ask realtors they'll tell you it's wholesalers ask wholesalers they'll tell you it's retail <laughs> agent, right? absolutely it's 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 which one came for first the it's chicken all these, or the egg it's all these damn virtual assistant companies it is it's absolutely really what the problem is. It is everything is just too efficient you know virtual help.io they're helping so many companies just scale to the moon it's crazy. These sales, these sales trainers teaching everyone how to buy more houses. That maybe yeah. that's what. It is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Elias, send send around the invoice, please. <laughs> <laughs> Cash app. <clears throat> All right. That was uh, that was an interesting round. I like that. Um, I like that we had it split here a little bit with interest rates, supply and demand. Um, you know, I see both sides of the argument. You know, obviously being the productive realtor that I am, I can see this um, and understand it. Uh, that being said, we're going to go ahead and from what I see, I'm going to agree with Steve on this one. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know Leon's going to – there we go. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> uh, That's a backwards Alabama handshake right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is just – 
<laughs> Anyways, there I'm we go. Point to Steve. Please. Point for answering, having an answer to the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Anyways. We're going to go ahead and get on to these words from our official sponsor, not our unofficial one over there, Strat Daddy. This is from our one of our official sponsors. <laughs> a lot of you might or might not know that apart from podcasting, wholesaling, and coming in third place routinely on PTD, uh, Steve and Sales Disruptors teach and coach the country's top home buyers to buy houses at massive discounts. What that means is that Steve helps companies learn a sales process meaning he teaches them what to say to homeowners to acquire properties at deep discounts with the disruptors process. Earlier this year, Steve and Ian Ross launched a sales community so that everyone can gain the same training at a ridiculous discount of only 97 a month. What's even more exciting is that inside the community, you get all of there we go. Uh, you get all of Steve's courses, old and new, three coaching calls a week, resources, handouts, and access to Steve and Ian Ross for this great price, which in the past cost thousands of dollars. Simply put, sales is the sure skill to become financially free. If you're interested in joining their mission of creating 100 millionaires, go to salesdisruptor.com to become the next one. There we go. I'm real quick. No, you cannot. I'm a product of Steve's sales training, and I paid the thousands of dollars. It's 100% worth it. There we go. My guy. There we go. Thank you, Stratton. You're, you're still going to get hit with the cash app for your promotion today. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> All I, right. I aborted, I aborted the uh, the plug mission early on. In the, in the... <laughs> don't don't I send me an invoice. Say, <laughs> I, I was going to say, dude, like, no, I, I, I got a tally going on over here. All right. Next up, Nike is suing New Balance and Skechers for patent infringement over their Flyknit technology, a stretchy woven fiber material. How would you react if one of your competitors sued you? <laughs> Start us off, Steve. Ecstatic. Absolutely love it. It means I'm doing something right. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm not the best rule follower. Uh, if you guys listen to our podcast, this might be a shock. Um, but I've received multiple cease and desist, no cease and desist notices throughout my career, uh, and I've been sued multiple times. That's the cost of doing business. That's the cost of putting yourself out there, right? So if I'm not getting sued, if I'm not being threatened legally, I'm not doing <clears throat> enough out there. I'm not taking enough action. I'm not doing enough activities. So for me, it's a badge of honor. I, I remember I was doing a direct mail campaign some time ago. And um, every time I got an angry letter, like, yes, awesome, right? Because what, what do I know? That my team printed the mail, went to the post office, paid for the postage, and the post office delivered the mail, right? I know for sure the mail got delivered. So for me, I love negative signals because it means they were being productive. I can actually vouch for this. Like, he would call me and be like, yo, I'm getting sued. I'm like, fantastic. Congratulations. We'll send you a cake. <laughs> All right. Super, next up. anniversary cake. <laughs> next up, Leon, what are your thoughts? Well, I wasn't expecting Steve to go all Jocko on us. I'm getting sued. <laughs> Good. Good. I wasn't expecting that at all. The mail's uh, been delivered. Good. Sue <laughs> me. Good. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't lead to more lawsuits there, Steve. You get it out there. Um, I wouldn't love it. Um, I don't love distractions. Um, so to me, those are distractions. But I, I will agree with Steve on this is if you're an entrepreneur, take real estate out of it, but just an entrepreneur, you should expect that if you're doing the business, even if you're doing it the right way, um, you're following all the rules that you should expect that at some point it's par for the course to, for entrepreneurs to be sued frivolously or not to be sued for something. It just comes with the territory. And if that is not something that you want to be a part of, then you should probably question whether you want to be an entrepreneur and specifically a real estate entrepreneur, because there are just everything that we do is contractual and with contracts come lawsuits. So buckle up because they're coming at some point. Take that as a word of warning for everybody jumping in. 
Leon is not lying. <laughs> it will you happen. Have been <laughs> you have been. It, it's a little less Jocko and a little bit more, you know, family. We appreciate that always, Leon. All right, Raphael, what about you, man? Uh, well, I don't get excited about getting sued. However, um, I, I think it does come with the uh, with the territory. If you're loud enough about what you're doing, people are gonna, you know, either mirror what you're doing and try to, you know, push it in, in their own terms. And a lot of times, so like it's sometimes it, I've seen it become almost like a, a, a strategy, like a business strategy. Yeah. This is my top competitor. I'm gonna, you know, beat them up. I'm gonna, you know, slander. Shit, we're seeing that right now on on some of the strategies that we're doing for for lead generation where, where there's, you know, there's season desists notices being sent out when we're doing absolutely nothing wrong. One thing that I do do is, is, uh, we spend a lot of time before, uh, hand, you know, sitting down with attorneys and figuring out disclosures and paperwork and everything that we can possibly, um, to prevent or mitigate any of that stuff. It's not preventable. It really, it's really not like somebody's going to find a loophole. Somebody's going to find a way to mess with you if they really want to. Uh, what that means is that you're being loud enough about what you're doing. And I mean, it, it's somehow, some way, like I've never seen a successful person just go through it in a very, or go through, uh, through the journey, right. Uh, in, in such a, a, peaceful way that they never you know stir some somebody else up or lawsuits or notices or stuff like that so it's just part of the nature um if you ask me do i like it no because it does create distractions but it's still you know it's part of the beast right so it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah just write the check for the retainer and get back to work (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, all right oh and 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 uh i will not uh i will not shoot for the settlement like when I've seen it in the past, I will not go for the settlement right out of the gate. It's at that point, man. It's it's not an ego battle. It's just a matter of principle. If I think there's no uh, no uh, um, found no merit to it, it's like you know, I don't know. I don't back down from a fight. It's a stupid thing to do sometimes, but hey. <laughs> I feel that the two minutes afterwards is going to have a healthy discussion on this part. Like this, this is great to bring to the table. All right, Stratton, what about you, man? <laughs> When I got my first big boy lawsuit of $500,000, the first thing my mentor said is never use the L word. The L word is lawyer. He was like, don't get fancy and throw it out because all lawsuits are is distractions. They suck. Only the lawyers make money and they're going to bleed you out till you die. For me, I am not excited if I get a lawsuit at all whatsoever. Steve says good. I'm like, yeah, we're making calls. Yeah, this went this way. This went that way. I hate them completely. If I get sued by my competitor, I'd be like, okay, what did we do wrong? Like, did I somehow miss it in some way or another? And then just like you said, Potter, okay, call the attorney, pay the retainer. And then you just got to like move on and then step away because it'll just, it'll eat you alive internally and you'll stress yourself out and everything else. It's nonsense. Keep it pushing. If you did do something wrong, that's your fault. You got to deal with your own consequences. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just add to that, right? Every time I've been sued... I was not in the wrong, right? I was in the right. So for me, it's it's a non-issue because I know I did nothing wrong. On the cease and desist notices, maybe I was pushing the envelope. Maybe I was just <laughs> figuring out how far you can go until you get your hand slapped, right? So on those <clears throat> cease and desist notices, I was just figuring out where, where the boundaries were. And the lawsuits, I did absolutely nothing wrong, and I've won every lawsuit. So for me, I'm not worried about the lawsuits. Well, that that Those were just taps on the shoulder before they punch you in the face. So the lawsuit <laughs> You stopped doing what you were not supposed to be doing, right? That right. wasn't officially a lawsuit. So that there's a there's yeah. a differentiator differentiator between those two. Uh, I would say that to this question, out of the gates, it was talking about Nike and New Balance. Um, what I would say in that particular case, not associated with what we do from a real estate perspective and entrepreneurs as a whole. That that's actually a good thing for New Balance because you've got the, the the biggest shoe company in the world that is now coming after you. What does New Balance get out of that? They get some free publicity for for their brand and continued that Nike now sees them right as a competitor, right? So those horrible grandpa and grandma shoes that New Balance uh, produces, they're now getting some extra pub for those shoes. Oh, yeah. Like, for an example, you guys all know Crumble, right? The cookie company? Yes. They went on Good Morning America and announced that they're suing Dirty Dough. 
Dirty Doe sold out all of their franchises the next day. <laughs> I didn't even know Dirty Doe was a thing. Maybe. Like, right, let's go buy some. It's just another company that was a knockoff of them. They announced that they're suing them, and then they sold 150 franchises over like the so, following weeks. The, the reason that I brought that up, and I, and the same reason that Stratton brought that up, you what you can deduct from some of these frivolous lawsuits at times that people are looking for attention. So to Steve's point, you know, I don't want them, they're a distraction, but you can look at them as you are doing something at a high level that someone else is jealous at some point or some level themselves that they want to bring this on. But I would avoid them like the plague uh, to Stratton's point earlier, because man, they are a massive, massive distraction to what you're trying to accomplish and everyone i know in real estate wants to continue to scale and grow they just don't want to stay still so they don't want distractions yeah and uh, just to point out with uh rafael he says he's a fighter he seems cuddly on the camera (laughs) (laughs) he is a boxer and he does movie tie and he does jujitsu right so just an fyi if you ever see rafael on the streets like he seems kind of cuddly i give give me a a lesson (laughs) <laughs> he will fight you to the death. Uh, and then Leon, we have a mutual colleague, right? He does somewhere around 15,000 wholesale deals a year, right? He has, I think, three or four attorneys on staff. He's not yeah. worried about being sued. He just yeah. has that issue addressed at all times. But you also know, as you continue to grow, you know, I worked in corporate for 11 years. I mean, we knew who are people going to sue people with money or people without money? They're coming after people with money. No one's suing you if you're broke, you know, <laughs> that I know of. Right. So they're coming after you. More reasons to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> you take them all to Steve. I don't want them. <laughs> I, I think that we could probably close this round up with, I think Biggie Smalls said it best. Mo money, mo problems, mo lawsuits. You know, that's just the way that it is over here. Um, so I'm looking at this question and I have to say, like, I, you know, who actually answered the question? It was, how would you react if one of your competitors sued you? You know, Leon's why, why over start, here. Why start now? Why start really deducting the question? <laughs> Man, Anyways. I don't feel special anymore. I was the only one with that. Uh, tone. Hey, don't, hey, don't worry. I got like nine other sound effects over here. We're going to get through all of them now. Um, on this one, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Jocko over there. Like, Jocko did it. He did. He answered the question. It's the first time in six months Steve has actually answered the question. And we're all, you know, let's give him a round of applause for it. What? Yeah, including his last point that you gave him that he didn't answer right. You didn't have hey, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, a strong bias here, especially, I mean, we have the sign hey. right there, right behind uh uh, Somebody's apparently doing exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some people pay for for you know advertising. Some other people pay for favors. So we know where you stand, Steve. There, there we Sue go. Me. Hey, Sue me. hey, look, dude. How I tell everybody before the show. I tell everybody before the show starts. My Venmo is always open, dude. It's always open. All right. Uh, word from another sponsor. Um, this episode is also brought, uh, sponsored by The Family Tree at Real Broker. If you are looking to make a change in your real estate business, check out therealfamilytree.com and schedule your collaboration call with us. We will help you grow your real estate business. All right, let's get into the next question, and hopefully all four of you will answer this one. I'm looking at you, Leon, as you're shaking your head at me. All right. Earlier this week, Google asked the European Union to make Apple's encryption an exclusive iMessage, the messaging feature for those that you know are Android, um, available to third-party services. What type of information or resources should a real estate business be forced to disclose to its competitors? So kind of what we're looking for here is what stuff should a business have to disclose? Start us off, Steve. Uh, I mean, there's only one thing you should be required to disclose, and it's material facts, material things that <clears throat> actually affect the property, <clears throat> right? If this is going to affect the value of the property, I think you should disclose that. But beyond that, I can't think of anything else, right? If this is a site with, like, uh, Motorola was dumping all its toxic water down the drains, right? You should disclose that. If there's a an airport or a prison, you know, just a half mile away, I think that should be disclosed. But beyond that, Anything only the only thing that I think that should be disclosed is really anything that affects the value of the property because that's what the person buying may not be privy to, 
And, you know, maybe that's one more vote for maybe buyer agents. But that's a whole different conversation. Uh-oh. Here we go. We are not bringing back next last <laughs> week. We're done with that. It's old. We're not living in the past. All right, Leon, what about you? Uh, real estate business, what should you have to disclose? So let's look at the question and make sure we break it down here for Potter. Says, and answer it correctly, I, yes. What should I be forced, forced to disclose? Obviously, we have to disclose certain things, right? Those, those requirements we have to disclose. Outside of that, forced, man, I hate that word in the United States. I shouldn't be forced to do anything outside of the requirements that whatever association or um, legal state requirements are. Nothing, zero outside of that. Why would I provide anything? Now, I'm, I can give as much as I potentially want, but forced to? nothing outside of what is are the requirements okay all right thank you for answering the question leon we appreciate it i you know (laughs) you made it an emphasis so i had to come after you hey look you know i'm just trying to help you be the best version of yourself well that's what i'm here for you're a giver i appreciate it matt (laughs) all right what about you Raphael? what are you forced to disclose I, I, I'm still thinking about that one. It's a good loaded question. And, and of course it's been, you know, addressed to competitors, right? Not necessarily the, the customer. So I think Steve is, is answering customer questions again, but we're still going to get to the point after this round is over. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> there you go. With, you're back, with you're back in the driver's said, seat, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, um, I feel like, uh, anything that should be forced, uh, as a disclosure, is anything that creates a conflict of interest for the competitor. If there's a transaction going on between two parties and we knowingly know that this is going to create a conflict, a conflict of interest, it, it should be disclosed in good faith uh, to the other party. So anything that's material, um, uh, that can be a material fact, right, for the transaction itself, but directly affecting the other, the other uh, company or the competitor, uh, creating, you know, something like a conflict of interest. I mean, I think that's that's just, you know, a good human thing to do. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's just being a good person, not even it's not even necessarily the competitor side. Yeah. All right. I did yeah. I dig it. That that's a sol- that's a solid answer. All right. What about you, Stratton? Man, I don't like the word forced either. I think like the material fact thing is one thing, but in business, your moat and the things that are unique about your business is all you really have to maintain your profit margins. Right. And so, like, I'm not trying to disclose a whole I took it in a different way as far as like operating and everything else. Unless we're selling this house, hey, it has foundation issues. There's this and there's that. Besides that, and it's very obvious that those are the things and we know them. We'll always let them know someone got murdered in the house. Besides that, any other things should never be disclosed. I don't think it's appropriate. And I think it starts messing with your livelihood. Like, Real estate is the only business where everybody tells each other what they're doing inside of their business to help each other. If you think about it, no one else is ever disclosing. You aren't hearing Nike and Adidas sharing manufacturing things. They're they're not saying a word to each other. They're not disclosing anything. They're literally suing each other. Exactly. (laughs) They're waving hi to each other as they're walking by the sweatshops. So to Raphael's (laughs) point, uh, this is, you know, what are you forced to, to give to your competitors? You know, again, outside of any requirements that the state uh, makes you put forth, why would I be, why would anyone want to be forced to give yeah, their yeah. secret sauce away? I mean, you think KFC is, is going over to Popeye's to give them that seven, seven, seven special, re- whatever the recipe is at KFC? No, they don't do that. that that's their secret recipe. Now, as I said earlier, if I want to share something with a competitor in my marketplace so I can collaborate with them and build relationships, I have that right to be able to do that. But the word Stratton and I are on the same page with that. I do not like that word force. I do feel totally fine, though. There's a big difference. Uh, I feel totally fine forcing Raphael, though, to come over here and install his CRM (laughs) in my service, though. I don't see any conflict of interest there. Not at all. Not at all. I do it any day of the week for you, man. Especially if you can include your database with it of all the Phoenix clients with all the notes. 
in in my head that sounds like a jv so it's a win-win win-win through and through um so big difference right between between collaborating like that and then for example sharing your ip every anytime you're sharing your ip of course like you have you have you know that's a secret sauce your intellectual property but um i don't know i've seen it in in, in scenarios in the past where you know something that's happening i know that might create a conflict of interest especially like I'm a, I'm a real estate broker um so if i see another another thing happening and then just creating a conflict a conflict of interest for that it, it, for other brokers or that other business uh, it's just i mean it, it's not necessarily something that should be forced but it's a professional courtesy like hey bro you're gonna go off the ledge on that one <laughs> so um yeah that's my take on it so Rafael wants to fight everybody but he also wants to be nice to everybody it's a really interesting dichotomy yes we call oh, that yin and yang yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's nice to the people nice to what'd him. you call me bro he's kicking, <laughs> the, he's kicking the mess out of his enemies i, I like this uh, yeah I'm not mad at it. All right, so that was a solid round. Um, not going to lie, Rafael, you absolutely nailed kind of what I had in my head with the almost like an affiliated business disclosure. You know, like yeah. we all have to do that. Like if we have affiliated business disclosures or at least, you know, us lowly agents on our side, you know, we have to give those disclosures, fiduciary, a whole thing. Um, so point to Raphael on that, even though he busted my chops and said I was going to give that point to Steve. So I don't know. Maybe that point still goes to Steve later in the show. I'm just going to make I, it up uh, as I go. Or I, know, I, think, I think the only reason I got the point is because I called you out on it. Maybe. No, nah, yeah. that's not why. <laughs> Trust me. That's not why it happened. I'm messing. I'm messing. And we're out. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> Next up. Uh, let's see. We have question number six. All right. Highly touted rookie Victor, I'm going to butcher his last name because I always do, uh, Wimbin Yama, uh, had a show out game against the Phoenix Suns scoring 38 points. Like Victor's performance, how can a new real estate uh, investor make themselves stand out in the real estate industry? All right. Start us off, Rafael. Dude, I'm going to go with the old-fashioned response, which is bring value. If you want to stand out in the real estate industry, in any industry for that matter, right, uh, you look for the tables that you can get into. You try to find a place and be as loud as you can about the value that you can bring. If that comes in the form of, uh, you know, elbow grease and, and looking for deals, look at uh, what your X factor is. Everybody has an X factor. I don't care how new you are in the game. Maybe you're you're really good at sales naturally, right? Somebody in, 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 a, in a space... Um, of, of uh, you know, in, in any industry is going to be needing that type of service. So lead with that. Think about how can I fill in somebody else's uh, needs as you're going through the process. If you want to stand out, that's do it. It's not by buying somebody coffee. It's not by calling somebody and then telling them, hey, can I pick your brain for 30 minutes? Uh, I'll buy you lunch. Like, you know, people are busy, right? Lead with value. Um, and I, I mean, I, honestly, I pay attention to to uh, to people who come to me in that uh, in that fashion. Uh, they have something that they they it's thoughtful. Uh, they've gone through their you know through their mind through their process. They've been they have been considerate about how busy people are who you know those who are already in business, um, and and you know they kind of check the boxes right as they go through the process and they're leading with value. So that's my two cents. Love that. Yeah. And <clears throat> also absolutely love that you can get hit up for a cup of coffee every single day <laughs> for the rest of your life if you really yeah. want to. All right, yeah. Stratton, what about you, man? I got a real crazy concept for you. Uh-oh. Do what Here you say you are going to do <clears throat> when you come into the business, and you will stand out miraculously. And then on top of that, just communicate. And communicate well with other people and i promise you're going to stand out then if you really want to blow things up post about what you did on social media that is the recipe to blow yourself up do what you say you're going to do communicate well then post about what you did and show the world what you did that is how you make yourself stand out in the new economy if you're going to come out and want to really stand out in real estate i like it i mean i don't know it's a sounds like a lot of work right there not sure how I feel about that. I think I'd rather dance to some TikToks. All right. I'm going to point at some signs. All right, Steve, what about you? I think you got to do what Victor has done is be remarkable. You got to do something that stands out. So, you know, what comes to mind is our friend Robert last week, right, with InvestorLift. 
He did something that's remarkable, something that's different. Uh, Jamil uh, Damji, right? He's done a couple of different things that are remarkable. One is the Keegley franchise, or the Keegley, you know, uh, Astro flipping, and also being the Blue Genie. Like everywhere I see him, I just yeah. always think of the Blue Genie, right? He's remarkable. Or Sean Terry, you know, I think he was the loudest voice for the longest time, right? I don't think there were people podcasting in 2009, but Sean Terry, like he was remarkable. Like you could not go anywhere without knowing who Sean Terry Flip was. To freedom. <laughs> so, you know, That's you, might, you, might, you might want to do something like perhaps, you know, disrupt the real estate, I think, if that's what you want to do. So be remarkable. Love it. There we go. All right. Getting deep on question six. I like it. All right, Leon, what about you? I think Steve gave you a recipe on how to be Victor, rookie of the year, game changing type of player. Uh, in the real estate space, but I don't think that everyone has to be remarkable to bring value um, and make themselves stand out in real estate investing. Um, I think there are levels to this. Steve gave you level 100, uh, but if you're trying to go from zero to one to stand out, I think it's a great combination of everyone's answer here. I think you absolutely have to bring value I think of Jason Lewis in Salt Lake City, one of the most profitable business owners, one of the smartest business owners in this space that I know. He went to work for free for a real estate investor uh, for a long time. I don't remember the exact time frame, but he went to work for free for a successful real estate investor because he wanted to learn the industry and work for free for a very long time and then worked his way up into a point where he became an entrepreneur. There is tons of things that you can do. I was in I was a broadcast journalism major. I spent two years interning for free. I didn't make a dime, but was available to bring the value and continue to ask questions to get better at this. And to Stratton's point, I have seen social media really become a game changer uh, in people that are new to the industry to become experts in a very short amount of time without bringing a lot of value, quite frankly, but on on social media, just being active with the, the, the things that they're doing on a daily basis and in a very short amount of time have made themselves stand out and not doing a lot of transactions, just doing a lot of self-promotion. Show me the HUDs. <laughs> so Stratton was talking about communicating and, and, and respond and being responsive. I think I understand now why realtors are such a hot button for Stratton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it grinds my gears when they don't pick up their phone. And I want to buy you only have one way of making money. I want to give you my money. Just pick up the phone. Send me a text, bro. <laughs> you are not worthy. Strat daddy. <laughs> I think people undervalue the opportunity that is available to them in every single market by just going to every single meetup. If you want to get into this industry, just go and meet all the people that are doing the business, even if they're doing it at, you know, they've only been in it for a couple of years. There's value that you can have, but you also have to understand that you may not make a lot of money out of the gates, but man, the, the, the exchange of information for not making money, you'll 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 far outweigh uh, what you're not making today for what you'll make in the future with that knowledge. I got one other thing to add, and it, I think it's take massive action because like you got all these people who say like, hey, yeah, let me go get you coffee and everything else. I would do coffee every day if the person who I talked to took it and implemented it. I think we all would like, hey, yeah, go do this, take action, go implement it, and then come back when you have another problem. Because as soon as you take action, there's going to be a new problem for you to solve. And I'm here for you. you I you thought know what, Mo Stratton was you're asking us to bring him a large, a larger cup of coffee. It's like, if you want to take, <laughs> you want to buy me coffee, you got to take massive action. Buy me a super gulp of coffee. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, you, you make a great point. I used to do that a lot. And I did it for years where I would sit down and give an hour, two hours of my time trying to just you know help people and 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 kind of guide them through the process of whatever I was doing. Right. I would I would get questions on things. And and those sit downs would uh, would be great. It would like people would be almost in this, uh, you know, euphoric state and get super excited and walk away and not do a damn thing. 
uh, you know, with the information, the time and, and the energy, right, that we spent. So, so it's a really, really good point. I, I, I got skeptic about doing that. It's not that I never did it, but I really became a skeptic because I would see people take, drain my energy, drain my time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sacrificing, you know, family time, business time and all that stuff. And, and they wouldn't deploy. They wouldn't take action. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a really, really, really big point. So, so, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, do what you say you're going to do. Something along those lines. It's a great, it's a great, yeah. great point. <laughs> yeah, it's that Friday energy. If everybody could just bottle that Friday energy, you know, three to five p.m., they're getting ready to go into the weekend. That's that. That's where that's at. But then nobody does anything on the weekend. Um, I am a firm believer of do what you say you are going to do. So, Mister Self Promotion over there uh, is going to go ahead and get himself on the board. He's not going to get on a goose board. egg. On the, hey, dude, you know, on come the up, board. Come Shout up. out virtual help. You know, <laughs> there it is. Uh -oh. <laughs> you know, you know what? Just for just for that, we'll throw you on the board again. There you go. Awesome, awesome. You, you, uh, I want to make an observation though. He he did do what he said he was going to do. I mean, self promotion <laughs> the entire. He the did. Entire time. No, no, and I, I committed to it. You're a walking I committed to it. I said I was going to do it. Here <laughs> I am. Excellence. You know this. This reminds me of a prior PTD episode where RJ, where RJ Bates said every one of his answers was somehow going to incorporate Ryan Pineda, and he did. And I mean, dude, he just absolutely crushed it through the whole episode. He did a uh, Olympic champion for like a whole month. RJ is going to be talking about that in the retirement home, bro. <laughs> He's yeah. going to be like, back in, I was three-time Closers Olympics champion. <laughs> Come here, sit on here on Grandpa's lap. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. Let me tell you, you over there. Let me tell you about hockey and belts. I used to be able to close anybody. I tell you what. I tell you what. Oh man! Shout out to RJ Bates right now. We we love you, RJ. We really do, man. We do. Um. All right. So, um, today. Winning for the first time in a long time, we have Mr. Disruptor himself, Steve Trank. Congratulations, Steve. Way to bring way to bring it home. We're we're proud of you. At least 75% of the panel is. I'm looking at you, Leon, who's clearly gonna he's clearly no, he's plot he's plotting my demise right now. I, I can see it. <laughs> Leon, um, I think this was, like you said, an Alabama handshake deal. It was 100 percent an Alabama handshake deal. Leon's thinking Leon, of all those serial killer shows he's been watching and how to apply it. Leon, maybe next time we'll, we'll answer the right questions. Uh, hey, Leon's trying—he's trying to start out my Dateline episode over here. He's getting going. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go ahead and say bye to uh, bye to the people. It's been an awesome episode. Go ahead and we'll do outros. Start us off, Steve. Uh, yeah, fun show as always. Uh, thank you everyone for watching. Thank you. Uh, Raphael, for being a hero, 15 minutes left. <laughs> hey, Raphael, can you do this? He's like, yes, let me clear my calendar. I got you, right? So we got to get a cape uh, for Raphael. Very but, yeah, cool. thank you all for, for watching. It was a, it was a fun, fun show. It's always better. It's always better with a victory. <laughs> and Steve's allowed to say that three times annually. Yes, all thank right. you. <laughs> Leon, go ahead and say bye to the people. Always great uh, to be on the show. I missed a, a couple of weeks there, so good to be back, Raphael. Uh, good to have you. Thanks for uh, coming in last minute. Uh, it was a great show. Um, there's one thing I usually don't talk much self promotion, but since Stratton is getting it in uh, today, <laughs> he inspired me. Uh, of words. The market right now, as we know, is normalized and something that we're really working on for our December event for, for Collective Genius. Follow us on uh, social media. We've got some big announcements for our December event. Um, you know, the market and where it's going, uh, December looking into 2024, it's going to be a big, big deal. So wanted to make sure I got that out there. So great time as always. Good to see you guys. Hopefully see you next week. Beautiful. Don't forget to use... Uh affiliate code G for Leon G Barnes right there. That's what I'm that's the G in CG. How about that's that? right. He is the, he is the G. <laughs> He's All right. <laughs> Raphael say bye to the people. Well, thank you very much for the invite. I'm excited. And it's one of the funnest, uh, I, I feel like shows that I've, that I've been on. So good crowd. I couldn't say no. Uh, love you, Steve. I got you. Um, I don't, I mean, aside from that, man, great, great conversation. Uh, I love the, uh, the energy in the, uh, in the room and, 
and hopefully it was a, of a massive, massive value. Uh, if people want to follow me out there, you can uh, do so online or online on, on the line. Uh, I'm pretty active on IG <laughs> at Rafael Cortez CEO. So thank you all. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. I'll make sure that you get an invite back so you can go ahead and whoop strap daddy over there. You know, <laughs> give him an Alabama handshake. All right. Stratton. Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring my comb too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I saw him going ahead and cleaning that up right no, there. I, I, I'm losing my edges, bro. It's freaking me out. But that's bro. I lost my edges back in 04, man. You're good. Yeah, go, ahead say, <laughs> go, go ahead and say bye to the people, Stratton. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me on. Two weeks in a row. Potter robbed me two weeks in a row. But you know what? I take responsibility. I take responsibility. And do not forget, if you guys want to invest in real estate, shoot me a DM. Right? We, are, look, we put in offers on $30 million worth of real estate in the last month that we're looking to buy. This is not a fund. Shoot me a text. I'd love to talk to you about it. And if you need virtual assistance of any kind, <laughs> virtualhelp.io. We don't really do a lot of cold calling, but if you need leads managers, we got you. Ops people, we got you. And again, guys, thank you so much for bringing me on again. It's been awesome. So I don't mind getting sued, but SEC Strat Daddy, if you need his cell phone, <laughs> it was earlier in the episode. Leave me out of this. <laughs> go go ahead. Just we'll we'll post just that as the clip from this week. Just that. <laughs> just the Strat Daddy cell phone. We, we are all independent parties. We are all independent parties. <laughs> Where I'm not affiliated with Stratton Batround. I didn't I plug any single deals. I didn't say what it is. I was like, if you just want to like learn about investing, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I heard an IRR on that. I don't know. Maybe. It's questionable at best. We'll edit oh, it possibly. out. You can bleep that out. You can bleep out the IRR. That's fine. We don't guarantee returns. But besides that, hit <laughs> me up. Yo. I told you guys this one was going to be a fun one. Um, great, as always, chopping it up with you guys. Uh, really appreciate you spending an hour. And, uh, you know, of course, to our audience, thank you for spending your Thursday afternoon with us. We really appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one.